the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, AskDefensive.com, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hi, subbing in this week for Phil Neyman is myself, Rick Travis. I am the legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And today we're going to talk about not just the legislation here in California, but 2A legislation across the Western United States. Think Texas, west out to Hawaii and Alaska. Then we're going to look at how California's 2A legislation impacts all those other Western states. And so when you're listening in from Arizona and, and farther out, you'll know kind of what to look for and what's going on here and how to prep for that fight against it. And then we'll delve into the shenanigans of both the Assembly and the Senate today. So starting off with the Second Amendment in the Western United States. You know, they're in our wonderful neighbor, Arizona. Um, there have been several uh, pieces of legislation that have been passed that would allow firearms education schools. And this is a good reason of why you can say, hey, way to go, Arizona, until you get to the governor's desk. And Governor Hobbs has and most likely will try to veto those bills. And this is why voting for governors is so doggone important. It's why we got to get people off the couches and out to vote. Something that's happened here in California that's happening nationwide is normally we don't look until later in the year for people to start buying for the 24 elections. Yet, starting with Diane Feinstein, the senator from California's seat, it opened up into an open battle starting early in January with Congresswoman Katie Porter, backed by Senator Elizabeth Warren, declared before Feinstein had said she wouldn't seek another term that she was running. That started off a process nationwide where candidates started declaring early for the 2024s. So the break that we used to get from election cycles isn't there. That will have an impact on votes. But this is a push and a fight, folks. And so we're going to look at all the Western states, like I said, and start to look at just how do we set up for this political fight. You know, you can go into Colorado. Colorado is a state that tends to be a little bit more on the purple side rather than red or blue, but its Democratic lawmakers killed a semi-automatic ban on firearms. Wait, what did I just say? Yes, the Democrats killed the semi-automatic ban on firearms in Colorado, which means there's another one that you got to realize. Even though you may have a lot of Democrats, you can go in and appeal, and some of those people are just like a lot of you. They go on, they shoot, they do traps, skeet, other things like that. And a lot of times they will join you on these things. So way to go, Colorado. Hawaii, one of the most liberal states in the union, has two bills that will focus on when gun owners, where and when they can carry concealed. Now, here's the thing, folks. We had the Bruin decision. California Rifle Pistol Association was um, part of that decision that went through the Supreme Court, thanks to our friends out there at the New York State Rifle Pistol Association. And what we know in the Bruin decision is you're not allowed to say, here's these special sensitive places outside of the, the normal things like a government building. Yet, Hawaii, along with other states, and we're going to talk about that later, are trying to fight the Bruin decision. I keep telling people across the West when I go out and speak, you have to look at that Bruin decision like the Battle of Midway during World War II in the Pacific. When the Bruin decision got handed down, the far anti-gun left realized they had lost the war. Same as Japan did after the Battle of Midway. They realized they didn't have a navy. They could not sustain the war in the Pacific. 
But you know what? They didn't quit. In fact, they threw everything they could at the Americans and our allies in fighting for the Pacific and made us fight painfully, island by island, to end the war. That is exactly what the far left is making us do. We've won with the Bruin decision. And that's why you're seeing over and over and over again, nationwide, in the courtrooms, victories for the Second Amendment community. But they're still fighting. And so Hawaii is a great example of that. Idaho, wonderful state. Uh, there were attempts to establish red flag laws this this session of the legislature, and they failed. So way to go, Idaho. Uh, Montana is fighting on wolf regulations. That's in full swing, uh, regardless of where you stand on wolves. Part of this has to do with a, a lot of issues behind the wolf thing. One of the things I would encourage people to do, even if you're pro-wolf, is start to look at some of the animals that you think you're fighting for aren't even real wolves. By the definition, they are hybrids. And so this is one of the things that the people of, of Montana are trying to separate out of, you know, what's a hybrid versus what's an actual wolf-wolf, you know, fully on, and which one of those gets protections and which one doesn't. Nevada. Dems are pushing for laws on increasing sensitive places. There again, we have the Bruin thing and restrictions on semi-automatic firearms. Um, but one of the things I think it's interesting, no, none of these states are looking at the actual cause. And even if you had all the sensitive places, it's not CCW holders that are going out there and causing the problem. And so, again, when they try to mask these horrific anti-2A pieces of legislation as, oh, we're trying to make the public safer. Uh, criminals don't have CCWs. Criminals aren't buying firearms legally. Criminals are criminals because they defy the law. So the craziness with this, and when in fact this is, is government trying to disarm the people. New Mexico um, has ended their session, but lawmakers are gearing up to introduce a 14-day waiting period next session. And I'm going to explain later on why that is a really bad idea. Oregon. Oregon, our state to the north, is lawmakers are fighting over ghost, ghost guns. I wonder where they got that idea from. Permit system to purchase in a 72-hour waiting period. And then there's the beautiful state of Texas. Gotta love Texas. Texas and their house passed a bill that would provide a stipend of $25,000 for school staff members to be armed and be known as campus sentinels. That's in addition to the regular pay. So there's a positive encouragement for, hey, get out here and help. Utah um, made themselves a two-way sanctuary state with the passing of House Bill 219 by Representative Listenby. Um, I wish other states out here in the West would do the same thing. And then we have the state of Washington, which uh, everybody is suing. Second Amendment Foundation, National Rifle Association, Governors of America, because Governor Inslee signed sweeping anti-Second Amendment legislation with an assault weapons ban and then had the audacity to dare anyone to sue him. Well, we're meeting that challenge, and we're going to beat him, and he's going to be terribly embarrassed when the law comes down on our side. And in Wyoming, legislators did pass a variety of pro-2A bills before ending their session, which included, and I want everyone to listen to this carefully, a state shooting complex, protecting manufacturers from lawsuits, and boosted hunting opportunities and secured monies and rights for the hunting community. But go back to that state shooting complex. Where did that money come from? Money comes from Pittman-Robertson dollars. That was a, a law that was passed back in the 1930s, almost 100 years ago, that all of us as hunters and conservationists and two-way people voted in. It's a tax that's embedded in everything we buy. And that money gets divvied up by the states it came from, from and can go back into building ranges. That's one of the things that that money can be used for. And this is something that a lot of us don't realize. A lot of that Pittman-Robertson money is either misused, misappropriated, or not used at all and sent back to the general budget of the President of the United States. That's our money. And folks out here in the West, we need to start standing up because as our populations grow, the number of uh, programs grow that get women and youth and other people 
into our community. We need more ranges. We've already paid for it. This is literally millions of dollars per state that is there for the use to build a range. And thank God the good people of Wyoming have held the people in their state government's feet to the fire and are now going to get an incredible state shooting complex that is going to allow people to go out and become better shooters, better hunters, better competitors, learn for the first time. This is the positive movement we need to see uh, across. Arizona is another great state that has a wonderful state shooting complex that, again, came from Pittman-Robertson dollars. We need the other Western states to align on this. This is our chance to start pushing back against the negative narratives that we don't care about safety when, in fact, we're the ones that never get invited to the table to talk about safety inside our our respective capitals. We need to form together. This needs to be a focal point that brings diverse two-way groups together in a unified message of this is our money. We want to use it because we understand what firearm safety is. We know that what you're doing doesn't make us safer. So let's be safer by using our own money to build ranges and provide the training to the people that need it. We'll be back with Firing Line Radio after this message. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors or the things you love in the field or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971. And it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. It's definitely expensive to advertise for your business, but not advertising is more costly to your bottom line, especially in this current economic climate. While we all know that sending Christmas cards to family and friends is an American tradition, we forget to extend that tradition to our customers and business associates. So show your appreciation for customer loyalty and remind clients that you and your company are still ready for their business. But don't just send any card to take advantage of the marketing opportunity that you're looking for. Your cards need to stand out. IndustryGreetings.com specializes in industry-specific Christmas cards. Whether you're an accountant, contractor, realtor, welder, or anything in between, our creative and exclusive card designs are the perfect fit. So head over to IndustryGreetings.com and search by your industry. Or check out our patriotic or religious Christmas cards and order today. That's IndustryGreetings.com or call them at 800-431-9161. IndustryGreetings.com, 800-431-9161. I use them, so should you. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. This is Rick Travis filling in for the great Phil Naiman, who is out and about doing his mischievous deeds across the country. And I'm here to talk to you, as we did in the last segment, we looked at legislation across the Western United States. And now we're going to bring it back to California, where I happen to work up in what Phil likes to call excremento. It's not necessarily an incorrect term for the capital of the state of California. And we're going to be talking about some of the ways and some of the things that make legislation a challenge. So uh, right now in California, we're coming up on a June 15th deadline in the legislature. A lot of you might be thinking, well, that's just before Father's Day, Rick, or just before the kickoff of summer. That must be summer break. Nope. That is when the budget is due. The wonderful budget. Well, what does the budget have to do with 2A legislation, bills, and rights? Everything. And here's why. Budgets are a nasty little thing that holds government's feet to the fire. And currently in California, according to Politico, we're at a $22.5 billion, with a B, deficit. And that has divided the Democratic leadership in California. Uh, Governor Newsom 
and his people advocate deferring spending on climate change and transit to his biggest projects and uh, try, trying to cut the budget down that way. Dem, the other Dems are arguing for hiking the corporate tax rate for businesses making more than one and a half million. And the third option, tapping into the reserve, the rainy day fund of 23.3 billion. Now, for some of you, you may be going, well, the third option is just a, it's a no brainer, Rick. It's like being at home. You know, if your, your bills are 22.5 and you got 23.3 in the savings, you pay off your bills and you're just going to be a lean year and you hope the, the roof doesn't break, but you'll be fine. But let's go to that roof breaking option. Here's why it's not so ish, so simple. Here in California, we had the COVID-19 lockdowns. In fact, Governor Newsom prided himself as being the leading governor cross country. Well, those had a impact financially on the state that we're going to be paying off for at least five to 10 years. So there's where part of that reserve goes. But then we also had something that no one thought about. In fact, California are complete idiots. We've done nothing to handle rains and water, and yet we end up in droughts, which is really dumb because we got an epic amount of snowfall and rain. And now we're about to get our epic summers, which means that snow melts, folks. And that water is going to come down. And because the ground is already saturated, because the ground is already filled up, that water, and think of places like Corcoran Prison, where they're already evacuating prisoners, is going to create epic flooding that is going to equate to billions and billions of dollars of damage. But beyond that will be our epic fire season, because with rains comes epic growth. And then we get the the dry stuff, because remember, we didn't catch the water, so we're not watering anything. That all goes out to the ocean and, you know, helps the sea levels rise. So as a result, now what we're going to have are epic forest fires, which those will cost billions of dollars in damage. And then we'll have the epic mudslides and road closures, which again will cause billions of dollars of damage. So remember that reserve fund, it's kind of like talking to an adolescent and explain to them that your $100 cannot be spent on $500. It can only be spent on $100, which means there's $400 worth of stuff that you can't buy. Welcome to the California budget. So now this sets up arguments on Second Amendment legislation, something you need to know in all the states where when there's a cost to enforcing the bill, you can argue you can't afford this bill. You simply can't afford it. And the more you can push all the things that that budget has to be pushed down on, the best chance you have of stopping bad legislation. And I bring that up because this rule applies from the city level or town that you live in to the county or parish or whatever term you use for that geographical area to the state and even the feds. Although the feds, arguably as Phil would say, they never pay attention. They just make more because to them, money's like Doritos. When you run out, just print more. Um, but to the rest of the country, we don't quite function the same way. So need to really, really, really push on it. Here's the other thing about our legislature. Our legislature is not smart enough to write up all these Second Amendment bills. And California, it doesn't come from California. We get accused of it. But let's be really clear. The Giffords group, they're not in California. Now, they're here causing problems, but they're from Arizona. That's right. Arizona hasn't done anything to rid us of the Giffords group, and so they come to California. Why? Because they know that they can put their erroneous gun-grabbing legislation in the hands of boards of supervisors at the county level all the way up to the state assembly offices. And I tell you, there's the number of times that I've went to talk to a politician about a law that they're authoring or co-authoring, and they don't even know what the law is. It's because Giffords, Brady, Moms in Demand Action, and the list goes on, pre-wrote the stuff, handed it to their staff, and said, hey, can we get this made into a bill? And they say, sure, because they're lazy, and they take it, and it fits their narrative. It allows them to check a box when they're running for election. And there's the clue, folks. Remember at the beginning of this, I said the elections for 24 and arguably even 26 have already started. A lot of these politicians have a checklist of different items of which 
anti-gun is one of. And so anything that they can put their name on, they don't care if the bill works. They don't care if the bill actually does what they're purporting it to do. They don't care if it's even based in any truth. It could be a total fabrication. What they care is, can I put my name to it so that I have that checklist on the voter card when someone goes to vote? That's what they're going for. So a lot of people say, well, give me an example. Well, I'm glad you folks asked because I have a great example. We have a bill right now inside California that has been attempted multiple, multiple times. And the bill has to do with a little thing called a firing pin that would place on it a micro stamp. And that micro stamping is designed um, to make sure that like if you were at a crime scene and a gun was misused, that that stamped uh, shell casing would fall on the floor and immediately everybody would know what to do. And that's Senate Bill 452 by Senator Blake Spear. Senator Blake Spear has put a bill together on a technology that doesn't exist. The original inventor who thought they could invent a technology has said it's a failed technology. This won't work. It's too easily to defeat. I could literally go to any range where someone had used it, pick up their shell casings, drop those at the crime scene when I cleaned up my own brass, and now that person's implicated in the heinous crime that I committed, which is this is going to slow down the wheels of justice, not speed it up as purported. But the technology doesn't exist, and we're already passing a law to support something that's a hypothetical. That is craziness, especially when it comes to, and we're going to create an institution that costs taxpayer dollars for something that doesn't exist. That's right, money coming out of your pocket. Where did this come from? Brady, Giffords, etc. Because they want it so it supports a lie. And this is what we're fighting. And it's not just here in California. It's been tested in California. We defeated this thing six years in a row. We're working on year seven of defeating it. But we're now starting to see it being replicated in other Western states. There are other legislators bringing it up. Because as the great California exodus happens, so does the stupidity come with it to a state near you. And so this is why you need to be watching what goes on in the California legislature, because it is coming to you. And as we go through in the next couple of segments, bills that are both in our assembly and inside our Senate, I'm going to point out to all you Western states, which one of you, these bills are already moving in your direction. And you need to start working with us to stop them here so that those lessons can be applied in your state to keep this nonsense from proliferating. Because until the Supreme Court says enough is enough, which they started that process brewing, but I think we're about to see two or three other landmark cases that say that, we're going to have to continue to hold the line. And holding that line means every single American gun owner needs to be arm in arm. And any attack on any one of us anywhere in the West is an attack on all of us and should be met with the ferocity of patriotism that says, no, we're not going to take this, and it's time to remove you at the ballot box. Because only when we start removing bad politicians will we get good law. We'll be right back on Firing Line Radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do. And that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855 855- 640-2020, one last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. 
If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. Filling in for Phil Naiman this week is myself, Rick Travis. I'm the Legislative Director for the California Rifle Pistol Association. In the previous two segments, we talked about Second Amendment legislation throughout the Western United States. And then we just talked about what's going on in California and how you can use some of those issues in your own state to defend your own Second Amendment rights. But now I'm going to go through just what's going on in our Assembly House. We have an Assembly in the Senate in California. I'm going to go through some of the, the bills that are trying to be pushed in the Assembly. I obviously won't cover all of them because uh, there's quite a few. As a note, we started off with over 100 bills at the beginning of the year, and we're now down to about 45. So good news. A lot of those bills have went to the wayside, but 45 is still a big number. So I'm going to highlight some of the bigger ones. Um, and how they apply to your states. One of the issues that's going to be pushed in Arizona, Nevada, Utah, other places, is this idea of a gun violence protection tax. And I'm going to give you guys some talking points on this. So this one's by Assemblyman Gabriel. It's Assembly Bill 28. This was formerly ran by uh, former Assemblyman Levine um, all the way back to 2019. It's a bill that's a tax that requires a two-thirds vote. But here's the thing, folks. Newsflash, talking point number one, you cannot legally tax a constitutional right. I'm going to say that again. You cannot legally tax a constitutional right. I can't tax you for the right to, of, to pursue religion. I can't tax you for the right of free speech. And I certainly can't tax you for the right to have a firearm. Yet, the Constitution doesn't matter to these state legislatures because they're trying to do this. And how they try to do it is they say, well, we tax you on your car, right? You know, and we all have cars, different taxes, albeit I love Arizona because theirs is a lot cheaper than California's, but we have taxes on cars. Driving and owning a car is a privilege. It's not a right. It's not in the Constitution. Having a gun? In the Constitution, constitutional right. So when people say, well, it's like driving a car, say, nope, driving a car is a privilege. Owning a gun is a right. And make sure you hammer that home. Uh, one of the other ones that they're trying to do is a California do not sell list. Um, this is also by Gabriel. It's Assembly Bill 29. It would allow people to place themselves on a do not sell list when they have mental issues. And this is really funny because our legislature in California is being inconsistent. They argue that, you know, making decisions for the homeless, making decisions for people in mental institutions is not right. Those people have rights. We shouldn't be doing that. And then they come up with this bill that says, oh, if someone thinks they have a mental issue, we should take away their rights. And so, Folks, you'd start to need to look at those talking points of when there's inconsistencies in local government and point those out. Uh, one that I think should scare everybody is Assembly Bill 92, Conley. This is one that's being pushed in states like Texas, Washington State, Oregon, and others. And then this is the body armor prohibition. 
And at first people think, okay, well, huh. Well, number one, it would prohibit the use of body armor by firearms instructors, range safety personnel, others. People then in general should have body armor on because of the nature of where they work. But it gets even worse. So I want you to think back to all these school shootings and schools and liberal legislatures that said, no, we can't put armed people in. What's a parent to do? Well, what millions of parents did was they went and bought backpacks that had bulletproof armor in them. So at least their kid had something they could put on their back or switch around to the front of their chest to try to protect them and let them survive a shooting like that. Immediately, if this was passed in the law, every time a parent placed that backpack on their kid, they'd be guilty of a misdemeanor. And when you stack up several misdemeanors and becomes a felony, you lose your right to vote, your right to own firearms, et cetera. Again, this is another attempt at the liberal left of stripping you of your right to protect your family. And we are fighting this hard. But again, it's not just, you know, in this local area. Um, in California, we had a bill passed last year that made it illegal to advertise to kids. That has resulted in youth not being able to get scholarships. That is an idea that is being pushed in several Western states. And now comes the other part of it. It's called Children's Camps Regulations, Assembly Bill 262. And what this does is it tries to take it so that you can't have a range at a summer camp. So think Boy Scouts, 4-H, FFA, JROTC, and the list goes on. Youth religious camps. What most people don't realize is that's where the vast majority of American youth are introduced to firearm safety is at summer camp. So in a liberal world where they say firearm safety, firearm safety, firearm safety, yet again, here's an example of them removing the very thing they say they believe in. Because the more unsafe they are, the more that backs up their argument to remove firearms from the fabric of America. Uh, we can also look to, they don't just go after that. They're trying to go after sporting dogs and hunting dogs. We have a bill right now that looks like it's all about cruelty to animals, but what it would actually do is allow anybody to be called a humane officer and therefore seize anyone's dog for anyone's reason. This is absolute craziness. And this is another reason that you need to fight. But we also have things of Bruin. So let's go back to that famous Bruin decision. Justice Thomas said in the Bruin decision to make it very clear to the governor of New York and the mayor of New York City, you cannot turn the island of Manhattan, as an example, into a gun-free zone. That is not constitutional. You cannot do it. You cannot take a section of the city and say, no, you can't carry. Now, that's pretty clear. That's like telling a kid, hey, until after dinner, your hand can't go in the cookie jar. That was a, a, a lesson that I had to learn inside my house growing up. And my dad was very clear. There was no ambiguity at all. If your hand went in the cookie jar and dinner wasn't done, there was a penalty, and it was not fun. So where are we at? We now have Senator McCarthy, or sorry, Assemblyman McCarthy with his Assembly Bill 851 turning the entire downtown area of Sacramento into an urban-free gun zone as a pilot project. That is thrown in the face of the Bruin decision. We have brought that up in testimony, and they're like, yeah, well, we don't believe in Bruin. Why don't we believe in Bruin? And the rhetoric that came out of both our Assembly and Senate is the Constitution of the United States was written by old white property owners. And as a result, we don't believe in white property owners anymore. Okay, number one, they need to go back and realize they weren't old. The vast majority of them were in their 30s and 40s. That wasn't old, even in those days. And secondly, uh, how do you take an oath of office saying you uphold a constitution that you say you don't believe in because of who wrote it? I mean, again, these are logical inconsistencies. But this would make it illegal for you with the CCW to be able to walk anywhere in downtown San Diego or Sacramento. And what you got to realize is there's multiple areas, Oregon, Washington, parts of Nevada that are looking at doing the same thing. So even though that the highest court in the land said thou shalt not, 
they are completely, openly, willingly breaking this. And so seeing it at Western State and saying this would never happen here, believe me, there are a lot of us that said it would never happen here. A lot of us that said once this happened, it would it would never do it. We also have bills that are going after 3D printing of any part of a firearm. Um, and we have bills that are, are trying to remove uh, from local law enforcement, our constitutional officers, which are sheriffs in California, CCWs, and put it under the state and the governor so they can control it directly. And the lovely waiting period. Why you don't want a 14-day waiting period is because your government will extend it. Ours has a 10-day waiting period. They're trying to extend it to 30 days and trying to use excuses like air pollution, a fire, or a flood as a reason to extend it an additional 30 days. In a state like California, if you have air pollution LA, really you're telling me that the people in Sacramento doing those background checks are impacted by that? But under this law, they could use something as simple as that to extend your waiting period 30 more days, and then 30 more days. And if you look at California, that means if you're trying to get a gun in June, well, there was bad air quality, that was followed by floods from the swell, that was followed by fires, et cetera. You might be January before you get that firearm. So this is the craziness that's coming out of the assembly and it's coming to a state near you. And this is why if you're smart, you're looking at what's going on in here and you're prepping for it by copying our tactics. We'll be back with our final segment here on Firing Line Radio. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors with the things you love in the field or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971. And it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. By AskDefensive.com. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm Rick Travis, Director of Legislation for the... California Rifle Pistol Association filling in for Phil Naiman, who's out this week. And we're finishing the last of our segments to talk about what's coming out of the California Senate to a state near you. Um, I have the bad news, and then I'll finish up on a couple of good newses. So our Senate is largely 75% um, Democrat, and that will be really, really uh, important for you to watch. We were just talking about the Bruin decision, which was the New York State Rifle Pistol Association v. Bruin, and the use of concealed carry weapons permits. And those are not supposed to have sensitive places. Well, we have a, a senator named Portentino out of Southern California who has his sights set on an election already, and he's already announced he's running for Congress, so he wants to leave California and go nationwide, which is another reason to support us in and making sure these people aren't able to do that. 
by getting them out of office and voting them out so that they, they can't make it. But what he has is what's called Senate Bill 2. It was known as 918, which we were able to defeat last year. But this bill basically takes everything that Justice Thomas and the rest of the justices said thou shalt not and says we're going to do it. This bill is the most flagrant violation of a Supreme Court decision in our lifetime. And this bill is not the only one in the United States that's being pushed from coast to coast. Even though they're being defeated in courtrooms, it has not stopped legislatures from doing it. And all those court battles cost money. So in your local areas, support those organizations that are bringing these lawsuits up to defend yourselves because we have to fight back. Next is Senate Bill 8. This is another one that is just incredible because there's no such thing. But this shows you um, how crazy some of these senators can be. Our Senator Blake Spirit brought this up. It's called Firearms Liability Insurance. Okay? This bill has already been proven in courts across the country to be unconstitutional. And what they're trying to do is take this and say you have to have insurance to pay if your firearm or somebody in your house does something wrong. Okay, that is an intentional act. You don't get insurance because, hi, I'm going to be Senator David Min, who's one of our California senators, who intentionally went out and drank and intentionally got drunk and intentionally, well, probably not intentionally, got pulled over. Okay, your insurance doesn't cover that. Your insurance doesn't cover your stupidity um, to get you out of jail or out of criminal act when you do something intentionally. Insurance is for the things that you did not intend to have happen, accidents. This kind of insurance will knock people out of being able to have homeowner's insurance, automotive insurance, and it will hurt insurance across the country. Um, I think we may have got this bill at least stalled for this year but we're still finite, and so something for all of you to be aware of. Uh, one of the other ones is we have uh, a bill that is being put out by Senator David Mind, I just mentioned, which is going after financial institutions, doing business with firearms manufacturers. And basically what this bill says is if you're a bank, like Farmers and Merchants or Bank of America or somebody like that, and you do business with Ruger, you know, because you happen to be in Arizona, or you do business with any of the number of firearms uh, manufacturers that have moved to Texas, or you do business with some, a couple of the firearms manufacturers here in California that have stayed around. You do that, you can no longer do business with the state of California or any government entity that gets money from the state of California, which is like uh, every city, county, et cetera. So, this bill is designed to financially break. It is discriminatory. It seeks to remove firearms businesses from the landscape. This again shows you they're trying to take your guns out of your closet. They're trying to keep you from being able to use your guns. And now they're trying to destroy the manufacturers of those firearms. This is an all-out assault on a gun grab. And anybody that thinks differently just isn't paying attention to what's going on. This is why the fight is so important, because they can make this look like it's so innocuous, you know, financial institutions, until you get into the nitty-gritty. And so I'm happy to be here to be able to tell you that you need to point out how discriminatory this is. It's, it's keeping people from having the technologies that keep them safe. We know for a fact that there's over 300,000 people just in our state every year that are able to use a firearm to stop a tragedy. and yet. They want to use a, a much smaller number, blow it out of proportions to make sure that people realize that that's why they need to get rid of these. And so, and then we also have another bill, that's Senate Bill 758, and this is seeking to ban the majority of interstate firearms transactions, meaning that if you have something that you want to get out of the state of New Mexico, but you live in Arizona, it might not be able to happen if this bill was replicated in one of those two states. So that's why we're trying to fight it. But I said there was good news. So uh, one of our Democratic senators, and I'll do a shout out to him, Senator Cortese, has Senate Bill 735, which I affectionately call the Alec Baldwin Bill. But what this is, it's a motion picture productions. And so it's where 
They're doing actual motion picture sets, similar to the one that was in New Mexico. And this will require that people are certified firearms trainers. They're licensed. They, they know what they're doing on range. They're held accountable. The same way, wait for it, as the people on arm ranges have always been held accountable. And by bringing this kind of accountability, he is also tying it that they need to go to the experts. And whether that be your, your local trained providers, those certified by the NRA, USCCA, or other groups, but they have to have those certifications. It's standardizing what training looks like in areas where firearms are used. And it's high time Hollywood be able to, with the amount of money they make off of firearms, when you think about the number of motion pictures that have a gun, whether it's science fiction, old westerns, or anything in between, it's high time that they be held accountable. And I just can't thank Senator Cortese enough for bringing a sensible bill that all of us can get behind because we already practice this in our day-to-day. The other one is by a, a Senator Dolly. He had ran for governor against Newsom in the last election, but it's about junior hunting license and age of eligibility and trying to make sure that uh, youth that want to go learn how to hunt, that next generation, could get those hunting licenses, have the opportunities to go hunt, so that can become a part of their way of life. And so he is leading that charge and has several people across the board uh, and across the aisle working with him to do that. And those things are important. And then the last area that I will tell people to, to be looking out for is a little uh, fishing and hunting alert that came out. Uh, we do know that um, SARS-CoV-2, COVID, has now been found in deer in California. And uh, wanted to make sure that you understood that uh, while that has been confirmed, uh, some good news. It is not transmittable from humans. There is nothing that you have to worry about as far as, you know, eating it, that you're not going to get COVID because you ate it. None of those bad things are going to happen. And so that is why I want to get this message out, because immediately it came out, there were some anti-hunting groups that said, see, you shouldn't hunt because deer have COVID. Um, the, so you all have the sources. Uh, the California Animal Health and Food Safety Laboratory at UC Davis here in California, the United States Department of Agriculture, the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Services, and the National Veterinary Services Laboratory in Ames, Iowa, all concur. All the big boy veterinarian groups, all the big boy health agencies said, that's right, game meat, if it does have COVID, it's non-transferable, it's not a threat, go ahead and hunt it, go ahead and eat it, and, and you're going to be okay. So do not let the opposition throw lies out to the public. Say, that's not right. You can go look it up. The federal government said it's all good. All the laboratories concur. There's no dissent. There's no scientific evidence of any of those claims. And folks, that's what we go back to. When we are pushed against the wall, we go back to the science. We go back to the law. And in both cases, we as Second Amendment proponents and owners and constitutional loving Americans, we are on the right side of both of those issues. And so take peace in that. And as you go out, don't be afraid. Spread the word. Tell them we're winning. Tell them the truth. And tell them where to get those talking points. And always follow Firing Line Radio with Phil Naiman, who works to bring you the truth every week, each week. And we're grateful for that. Be safe, shoot straight, and fight back for your rights. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. 
They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo. But the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask. Kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, ASK stands for Attitude, Skills, and Knowledge. And that's what they focus on at ASK Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely, perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low-light situations bring your mag light. So folks, check them out at askdefensive.com, askdefensive.com for a schedule of classes. He's got a great store in there too, so buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com. Inflation, inflation, inflation. Hi there, Philip Naiman from Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, professional investment advice with a Christian worldview. You've all heard it. It's all over the news. The Fed has raised interest rates and may continue to raise them in the future. When the Federal Reserve said inflation was transitory, we now know it's a stiff reality. So how does that affect you? Well, financing anything will be more expensive, but if you're able to invest with these higher interest rates, things may finally be in your favor. Financial institutions have been slow to pass on higher interest rates to investors. We don't have that problem. If you're looking to take advantage of today's higher yields or even an improvement on your money market yields, please give me a call, 909-406-1144, 909-406-1144, or schedule an appointment at cornerstonecwm.com, cornerstonecwm.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.